Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Spooky early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up, however you hydrate. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Nepo babies. Welcome to Spooky Gay Bullshit. I'm Johnny. I'm Tyler. And this is our weekly hangout where we not only benefit from nepotism, but we cover all the spooky gay bullshit that we just didn't have time to cover on the main show. That's right, because there's so much spooky gay bullshit out there in the world, and it's Friday night. This is an impersonation of a snake. And that's Rojo Caliente. Yeah, but only if you want it to be. That's right. Yeah, so how are we doing? You know what? I'm doing Rojo Caliente. <laughs> Why did I even ask? It's Friday, Johnny. Yeah, no. How dare I? Silly question. I should have known the answer the whole dang I should have known the answer the whole damn time. We have been watching a lot of Bar Rescue over the last couple of days. I'd like to think that my John Taffer impression is... uh, Noteworthy. Yeah. It absolutely is. I mean, like... (laughs) Can you get an Emmy for impressions? Because I don't know. You, I think I you'd think, be a candidate. Yeah, I might be able to get a Creative Arts Emmy. Yeah. As Kathy Griffin lovingly refers to them, the Shmemmies. Hey, know? listen. Yeah, Emmy all the same. A Shmemmy hey, is baby. an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, get into it. But anyway, yeah, uh, we found it through compilations on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we kind of, uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I bought a season yeah. <laughs> on Apple TV because I was like, these compilations aren't cutting it for me. Yeah, you want to see the transformation. I need to see long form rage. Thank you. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you need to see the makeover. I do. I love a makeover and I love a rage makeover. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I, like, I don't full out love a rage or anything like that, but John Taffer as a TV personality is pretty fun. Yeah, I hope that nobody's going to reach out and be like, he's a total piece of shit. Um, but yeah, until then, we will enjoy the camp of it all that's right yeah campy it is you know us we love trashy reality tv 
We do. Speaking yeah. of, there's no drag race to talk about this week. Yeah. Yeah. So we just have like our clean start. We can just get into all of the spooky gay bullshit. Yes, we can. I like it. Tyler is like very gently acting as the bumper. He's like, John, get the fuck away from talking about Bar Rescue. <laughs> yeah, I don't got that much to say about Bar Rescue. <laughs> You're going to start doing impressions again and it's going to be weird. Okay. Yeah. So we can just get into it then. <laughs> Let's get into it. So if, if I do not be mistaken... Um, you're going first. <laughs> well, I hope you're not mistaken because I'm not accepting any mistakes. Oh, flack on my watch. Okay. The vocal fry. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I'm going first. And I'm actually going to be kicking us off this week with a little bit of a story slash spotlight on a professional service that's being offered adjacent to the death industry. Oh, I that, love that. Yeah, that I think some folks who are listening to this show may want to know about, but also there's a pretty good story in here. So anyway, there's this Australian guy named Bill Edgar, who is a former private investigator who for the last four years, uh, and it's 2022, so as of 2018 onward, mm -hmm. he's been offering the service of Coffin Confessor. Coffin now, Confessor? Yeah, now don't scratch your head too hard, but uh, basically the job entails uh, doing things for people who are about to pass or, you know, prearranged things for people who have recently passed. Essentially, it came to be in 2018 when he was working as a private investigator and was approached by one of his clients who knew that they were about to die. And essentially, they offered Bill $10,000 cash to crash his funeral and kick out an old friend who he thought would probably be at the funeral and probably had some ulterior motives, a.k.a. he thought that the guy was going to come to his funeral and cruise his widowed wife. Damn. So he hired Bill Edgar as a hired gun to go to the funeral and to break up any hanky panky and get the guy out of there. That's kind of like the coolest job. Yeah, and it's not that he suspected anything of the wife, but he thought that this guy was going to be predatory in some way, shape, or Take form. Take advantage so, of maybe yeah. a grieving person. So before passing away, he hired Bill to be present at the funeral and kind of keep an eye on things and make sure that no bullshit went down on the day. I mean, that is literally what you call taking it to the grave. It's like, oh, you think I'm done with you? Nuh-uh, honey. Well, don't worry, because if you think that's impressive, uh, that's just the beginning so basically from there bill took up the offer according to an interview that he did with lad bible that i'll source or i'll cite at the end of this as my source um he spent the last four years fulfilling a number of different requests of dying folks who want him at their funerals to deal with people Damn. or interestingly enough want him to dispose of items for them posthumously okay so that their family doesn't find them okay which brings us to uh, basically the main point of the article that i was reading uh they kind of lead with this but there's so much more anyway um bill recently had a client of note who was an 88 year old man who uh basically fell at home and had to make a swift trip to the hospital that unfortunately he did not return back from okay but he was aware that his time was limited so he ended up reaching out to bill um because he was in need of a certain form of cleaning in his home and not really the cleaning that you would assume but essentially bill was reached out to by a palliative care nurse who said that they had a client who had a sex room and not just a sex room but a self-described sex dungeon and a when dungeon. you're yeah when you're referring to the room as a dungeon then you know <laughs> it's seen some shit yeah 
True. Maybe literally. Who knows? But the thing uh-huh. is, this guy, who remains anonymous for obvious reasons, didn't want his family to be aware of this. Because nothing would be uh, more eyebrow-raising, let's say, than having your family coming to clean out your home after you pass away unexpectedly, and then they discover <laughs> not just your collection of butt plugs and other fine accoutrement, <laughs> but your full-fledged sex dungeon. Yeah, it's like, damn, Grandpa's a freak. Yeah, my 88-year-old father <laughs> and grandfather because the generations they played out yeah um yeah no like he didn't want them all to find this so basically he hired bill to get in there and do a full clean sweep of the sex dungeon Dang. which from my understanding took about three hours or so he made quick work of it actually good for bill listen yeah, i mean doesn't look, mess around dungeons can include some heavy equipment and you know a, a number of different latex uh, accoutrement on the wall so yeah i'm just thinking about a, a wet playroom anyway whatever there could have been like a swing to dismantle yeah a cross to take apart yeah can you oh yeah of course and it could be the x one the saint michael's cross is that it i think that's what we've been watching that netflix show uh how to build a sex room Uh uh-huh oh yeah, this yeah. is the reason that we're saying all these things. Exactly. We're not kinky people. Um, I mean, although maybe by season two we will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm just, uh, we got we got the show on the mind. And if that just got you thinking, you should definitely go check out the show. It's very entertaining. It's very fun. But anyway, basically, Bill Edgar ended up getting hired by this guy. He totally fulfilled his wish. Um, and basically, he ended up incinerating most of the items because he couldn't guarantee the history of said thing. He wasn't going to ask a lot of questions. Sure, yeah. His job was to get rid of the items, and 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 that's it. Yeah. To quote a song by Scarlet Bobo, he said, "Drop the money and go." Yeah. Yeah, and and rightfully so. So basically, uh, he did it for this guy. the The story behind it was that this was a man who had lost his wife at the age of fifty. Mm-hmm. So for the last thirty to forty years, he had been exploring his sexual desires and things like that, mm-hmm. and over time had not only accumulated a number of toys, but a full build. A full dungeon. A full dungeon, as one would say. And basically, uh, yeah, it was really great. And the article was actually interesting because they kind of indicated that there are some people who have a problem with the surface that Bill is offering. I'm not 100% sure on why that could be, although, you know, I'm not doubting that there could be some nuance to take on it. However, I will say Bill really frames it in, in my opinion, in a very nice way, which um, he basically kind of says, like, I come from a past history of abuse i saw a lot of really bad stuff as a kid and it is really my mission to be able to offer advocacy and a voice to people who are no longer able to have a voice yeah this is kind of one of the most ultimate ways that one can do that like by doing things for people who in no way shape or form can do it like now that they've passed on yeah um so he kind of sees it as advocating for these people in the process of them dying, like as a form of death care, which in my mind is a super positive thing. So, I think so. It's yeah. kind of like fulfilling a, a final wish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A- and just because they're they're strangers, that doesn't mean he's not. Because, yeah, like, sure, we can be like sex positive, whatever, whatever, in regards to like this guy at the dungeon. But he might he, he was clearly very uh, stressed about the idea of his family finding this after his death. Yeah, And, and then he a, didn't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah. And it could be a family thing. It could be a generational thing but regardless Who knows? That's, that's their that's their situation and i'm just glad that people are offering uh different services like 
this. Exactly. Because, yeah. yeah, people are still people even after they're gone. Baby, get into it. So if you want to read the article about this, which includes an interview with Bill, you can check out the article that was on Lad Bible, written by Dominique Smithers, published on August 16, 2022, that was entitled, Man Grants Dying Man's Final Wish to Dismantle Secret Sex Dungeon. And you can see what I mean. They kind of buried the lead there. They really did. It's more of a profile, but, and I mean, the dungeon part kind of pops up halfway through, but they really lead with the dungeon. Of yeah. All. But I just think this whole idea of being a coffin confessor is really intriguing. And Fuck I wonder if yeah. there are many, if there are any other of them out there. I'm not telling people to steal somebody's idea or anything like that, but I think that is such a, a cool, like, uh, uh, industry field yeah. that people can get yeah. into. And I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Being paid $10,000 to go to somebody's funeral and kick someone out and cause a stink, that's kind of fun. Or not even to cause a stink, just to squash the drama. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I could do that, I think. <laughs> yeah. I do think I could do that. Yeah, I think, yeah, you definitely could. Okay. I don't know. I think we'll we've talk. got a new reality TV show on the horizon. Actually, you know what? Move over. Me and John Taffer yeah. on the road. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the coffin connoisseurs slash bar rescuers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we go to like Vegas, uh, like uh, drive-in funeral homes. I'm yeah. sure they've got them. They're Probably. like the chapels. You mm -hmm. know, it's like yeah. the anti-chapel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever. So that's my first piece of spooky gay bullshit. Get into it. Fantastic. Thank you. Because I, I, I only have to be so hard with the out on it because we were about to start talking about bar rescue again, and right. I, I can't give up that time. No, I can't. That's it. It, it has its moment and now it needs to go away yeah. so we're gonna turn the tide for a moment from silly willy to chilly willy because my first piece of spooky gay bullshit is honestly no laughing matter okay but I, i'm sure most of us are familiar with storage auctions yeah often yeah. often like storage wars yeah i was gonna know? say yeah like i know we're getting serious but that's my point of reference exactly thank you and if you've watched store wars you know <laughs> store it wars hey <laughs> You know what? New take on the franchise. Not mad at it. Yeah. Inject some new life into it after all these years. After all these years. Rename it. Why not? But basically, with these storage unit auctions, oftentimes when a storage locker is abandoned or even unpaid for and reclaimed by the company, the contents are seized by the storage company itself and then are later auctioned off to people. Yeah. Now, this process helps the company clear out the abandoned lockers in one foul swoop, and the folks bidding on the lockers are hopeful that the they, they find some value within the contents that they're buying, because oftentimes in these situations, People are allowed to like look in the locker, but they're not allowed to get all Rudy Rudy. Totally. They just kind of have to like look at it, perceive a value, and then bid on everything yeah, inside. It's like when you're up at the uh, the uh, showgirls adjacent club. You know, you look, but you don't touch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So all that, about the fantasy. That's right. So that's kind of the case with, with the storage auctions. But of course, when you do successfully uh, buy a storage locker, you are then free to claim the contents inside yes and that's where this particular piece of spooky gay bullshit gets a little bit chilly willy because there was a family in auckland new zealand who successfully bid it on a storage unit and then as they were claiming the their their belongings they claimed two 
suitcases. Okay. Now, the family and the auctioneers were unaware of what was inside these suitcases when the family purchased them amongst a trailer of other things. But after the family brought the suitcases home, they were horrified to discover that the suitcases were filled with human remains. What the fuck? The family immediately notified the police, who then began investigating the incident. And a couple of days after the incident was reported, it was confirmed that the remains actually belonged to two unidentified children, Ooh. like maybe around preschool age. And, and this case is now being investigated as a homicide because... Kids don't just end up in suitcases Neither by accident. Adults. No one does. No one does. No. Oh, my God. Like, unless by some chance, like, I'm sure there's like one or two kids that's accidentally zipped themselves into something, but not two of them. And they don't end up in a storage locker like that. Sorry about it. Exactly. Nah. Now, the unlucky family who purchased the suitcases are not believed to be involved in the crime in any way. Okay. And the police have vowed to find those responsible for the deaths of these children. Now, the lead detective on the case said that the nature uh, of the discovery basically provides some complexities to this particular investigation. And they said that this is especially so because there has been a lot of time that has lasped between the time of the death of, of these victims and the time of their discovery. So... Currently, this they don't really know a lot about the situation. They are attempting to identify the victims through DNA testing, and they hope that the DNA testing will also lead them to the people responsible for their deaths. Like, as soon as they know who these kids are, maybe they'll be able to pinpoint who did this to them. Mm -hmm. The thing is, the relatives of the victims are thought to be within New Zealand, but the New Zealand police have also been cooperating with Interpol because they they think or suspect that it's it's possible that the people who are responsible for these children's death are no longer living in New Zealand and maybe living somewhere overseas. So this is kind of going to become an international manhunt potentially uh, if they can even ever figure out a who these the victims are or, or and who was responsible for it. But I mean, whoever owns the fucking storage locker, that will probably be a good indication. But of course, it's an active investigation, so there's not going to be a lot of information that's going to be released publicly right away. I just don't know how the fuck they didn't smell that. Like, what kind of drug smuggler suitcase are those? Like, and I'm not trying to make a joke about the construction of the suitcase. Like, for real, how can you contain the smell of decomposing bodies? I, and, and that's a great a question, right? Which maybe would lead you to suspect that maybe they weren't, uh, maybe they were removed from a site and <sighs> put into the suitcases yeah. much later. We really don't know. You can speculate, but there's no point in speculating on oh, something yeah. that we have no say in. But basically, we're definitely going to keep an eye on this case, see if there are any news that develops from it. And and if, if there is, we'll definitely keep you posted. But in the meantime, I just want to thank my source. Thanks to CBSNews.com for the article, Remains of Two Children Found in Two Suitcases Auctioned in New Zealand. And that was published on August 18th, 2022, with no author indicated. Okay, well... Thanks. Yeah, you're not hate. welcome. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to be welcome, or I don't want anything to do with that. Okay. Ugh, well, keep us posted. Yes. Um. All right. Well, next up, I have got a piece of spooky gay bullshit that was sent in to us by Gabby. So, awa awa to Gabby for this one. Awa awa. Yeah. Um. But basically, there are a few self-evident truths in this world. 
in the natural world at least. The sky's blue, uh-huh. the grass is green, uh-huh. birds can be scary as fuck. Sure. <laughs> they fly, they swoop, they peck. And uh, it, the thing is, though, what if I were to tell you that birds have found an entirely new and improved way to be intimidating as fuck? And we're not talking about the, the bird or the crow from BC that had the knife. No. Oh, my God. Bird. No. Oh, that's child's <laughs> play compared to this. Okay. That bird shaking in its boots. Birdemic birds shaking in their pixelated boots okay uh, no alfred hitchcock's birds nothing on this motherfuckress yeah what if i were to tell you that scientists have discovered or i guess like finally clued into because it's been around for a while um but basically uh scientists have found the first bird that will not only hitchcock you the house down but also produces a neurotoxin similar to poisonous frogs snakes and other creepy crawlies so we're talking a poisonous bird. Yes. Meet the hooded patui, a bird that has been long known to the Melanesian people of Papua New Guinea, but is just recently coming into the understanding and purview of science. Uh, basically, to the Melanesian folks, the bird is colloquial known as the garbage bird because it has quite the reputation for tasting like absolute shit when cooked. Ooh. Yeah, therefore only usually being cooked as an absolute last resource for sustenance. But uh-huh. um, for a long time, the folks in Papua New Guinea have claimed that the bird is poisonous, or at least they knew that something was poisonous about the bird. They just right. couldn't put their finger on it. Um, they're like, that bitch, she's toxic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not even in the fierce Britney way. And, no. Yeah, not even in like the Facebook way, like in the actual like neurotoxin kind of way. Yeah. Um, but basically, as it turns out, scientists have become aware of this, and it recently started out when an ornithologist named Jack um, Dumbacher was checking nets that he and some colleagues uh, had out in Papua uh-huh. um, when they were studying birds of paradise and basically he caught a few of these uh, hooded uh, Pitui birds and one of them scratched Jack's finger as he was checking the nets and then he instinctively took the finger like he recoiled put the finger in his mouth which very shortly thereafter began to burn and go numb and Whoa. his lips began to tingle and what? then they also went numb as well yeah The burning sensation ended up continuing for a number of hours, and at that point, Jack suspected that the bird could have had something to do with these symptoms that he was experiencing. So, Jack then got a feather from one of the hooded patooey birds that were in the net, and he ended up putting it in his mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And? Yeah, it's fully bucking in the face of that Canadian PSA. But basically, yeah. <laughs> he does it, the symptoms repeat themselves. Dang. Confirming his hypothesis that it has to do with the bird. So the whole dang bird's poison. Well, stand by. Basically, after that, he began asking locals about the bird. He began to study it independently, and this led him to the belief, or uh, I guess the uh, the hypothesis, that the bird contains a neurotoxin called uh, bactrotoxin, uh, which is said to be found in some frogs and beetles in the area. Right. So basically, the idea that Jack has is that the bird doesn't inherently produce the toxins, but instead is holding onto them based on their diet of dart frogs and beetles. So by eating the poisonous beetles and the poisonous frogs, the, the bird 
becomes poison itself. Exactly. Because this is like the sum of their diet. The mystifying thing is, though, and this is kind of the part that Jack is really trying to crack at this point, is why the birds hold on to the toxin in the way that which they do. And why they don't get poisoned when they eat the poisonous beetles and the poisonous frogs. Yeah, I mean, birds are birds and birds are fucking weird. But yeah, no, exactly. It's just, it's kind of mystifying right now. So they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, But now that they're aware of it, they're going to study it further. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm deeply sorry to the bird fearers and anti-admirers out there. I'm sure there are some of you. Uh Uh-huh. Because yeah, poison birds, they're a thing. Yeah, now you've got reason to be really worried. Yeah, I'm not trying to say don't go to New Guinea because like, I, like I cannot vouch, but I'm just gonna say, just watch out for the birdies. Yeah, don't eat the patooies. Yeah, that's for sure. Go Plus patooey. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Patooey. <laughs> Ew, patooey. Yeah. So yeah. So now you'll never forget yeah. what birds not to eat. Yeah. But again, I would Gabby for letting us know because these are wonderful things to know. Absolutely. And again, or. No, not again. Thank you for the first time to Joshua Hawkins from BGR.com for publishing the article. This is the first and only poisonous bird that has ever been discovered. It was published on August 17th of 2022. And we will post a photo of the bird. Please, yeah. It's a bird. Yeah. It's a bird. It's a poisonous Uh, bird. It is. But it really makes you wonder... What other poisonous birds are out there that we um, don't know about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, yeah. Like, these are kind of like the radium girls, but birds. Yeah. If you want to think about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like bird radium, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah, I guess it seems like the, they're able to deal with being poisonous, so. Yeah, it's not, maybe. Not quite the same. <laughs> Who am I to say? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I shouldn't go around calling things bird radium when I don't know. Yeah. I mean, bird you're, not radium. A, you're not a radium doctor. I'm not, but I play one on TV. Yeah. And, yeah. and that counts for something, yep. doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Um, my last piece of spooky gay bullshit today is definitely some gay bullshit, and it's also not great news. So sorry about it. Not not the not the. You're like the bearer of bad news today. <laughs> I am. Look but at that. At least you're balancing it out with stories about poisonous oh, yeah. birds and coffee. Wait till uh, my last one. Coffee confessors. I was thinking, yeah. What I, coffee animals? Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Now, as many of us know, the queer community has fought long and hard for acceptance in a world that has historically repressed them. And as queer people continue to fight for equality, safe spaces become important places for people to exist without much scrutiny. Absolutely. Now, many of these safe spaces for queer people are oftentimes bars and clubs. And that in itself can be, you know, a a, a deeper topic of discussion of why is it bars and clubs. Um, But it's, it's just a reality. Most of these safe spaces for queer people are these sort of communal spaces. Yeah. And, and it is absolutely terrifying when one of those safe spaces is jeopardized. And unfortunately, recently in Wilton Manors, Florida, uh, that's exactly what happened when a visibly agitated man entered a gay bar called The Corner Pub. Now, when this man walked into the venue, he walked up to the bar and he told the bartender, whose name was Joseph Shakespeare, that he was carrying a grenade. What? The man then showed Shakespeare the grenade and placed it down on the bar and said, don't be scared. 
Well, although J Shakespeare uh, remained calm on the outside, he was obviously freaking the fuck out on the inside, yeah. not knowing what this man was planning to do. This man with a grenade yeah. in a gay bar in was planning Florida. to do. In Florida. In Florida, the same state where the Pulse Massacre just happened, uh, like what, seven years ago, six years ago Six now? years ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that that's... If you too if you live in that home. area, it's too close to home. Yeah, I mean, and any of that, yeah, no, 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 no. So, Fuck. so Shakespeare did what he could do in the moment, and he basically just remained cordial with the man and attempted to joke around, hoping to basically give the patrons in the bar time enough to notice the man with the grenade, so that they could maybe quietly leave. Yeah. Shakespeare said when he spoke of the incident, and this is a quote: "I was just thinking, stay calm because we have a lot of people in there, and this is our community, and so I want to keep everyone safe." Okay. But just then. As, as Joseph was doing the best that he could do, another patron rocked up to the bar and started having a conversation with this man with a grenade. This patron was a former Marine named Daryl Darling. Mm -hmm. And honey, he was a darling because he was able to win over the trust of this man, bonding with him over conversations about the military and police service. And all the way, he was just eyeing up the grenade and did note that it did look to be real. Okay. Now, this distraction by Daryl Darling allowed Joseph Shakespeare to call the police and to also help help quietly escort patrons safely out of the bar. And when everyone was more or less gone, Daryl then invited the man outside to continue their conversation. But once they were outside, Daryl leapt into action. He immediately disarmed the man by grabbing one of his hands and pulling it behind his back. He then knocked his feet out from underneath uh -huh. him and sent him falling to the ground. You're fucking right, he did. And then Daryl just pinned him down until the police were able to arrive on the scene and safely make an arrest. Get it, bitch. Now, the man who walked into the bar with the grenade has not been publicly identified, but the police did confirm that he was receiving mental health support okay and thankfully um they also confirmed that the grenade was not an active grenade oh good so no oh, harm good. could have been caused with this grenade but like you don't walk into a place mm -hmm. with a grenade if, you, if you're not trying to send some sort of a message 100 percent. yeah no Exactly. But Ugh. the thing is, we, we don't know this man's intentions. I don't know if we ever will. I, I'm happy to hear that he is getting some help. That's the thing. For what it's worth, I'm glad he's getting the help that he needs, but that's fucked up. That's fucked up, and it's not okay. And I hope that everybody who was there to witness it is okay, because that shit would be traumatizing. Absolutely. Like, we can't, we can't deny that that would be a scary thing to experience. Oh, just because there was no tragedy like that, like being in that kind of a situation, like you put yourself in that position yeah when's the next time you would want to go out to a place like that like that's fucked up. exactly right yeah. and it's making these safe spaces not safe because as we all know like there are people lobbying against lgbtq rights in places in the united states and in some cases they are winning and when that starts to happen people who are are queer phobic and who are anti-queer are going to feel emboldened yeah. to maybe do something like this you know and it's 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 a scary domino effect and well and, and that's not to instill fear into no. people but it's just to kind of recognize the repercussions when when rights start being taken away from people well the the thing is too you also have to look at the other side of it was like 
I mean, Pulse, for example, yeah. that wasn't about, I mean, you know, there is a larger conversation to have, you know, that is a rather intersectional conversation that could lead to these, you know, other social things having to do with it. But there's also something to say about individuals' own personal arcs with queerness mm-hmm. and dealing with and reconciling that within themselves and yeah. and the layers that people like it's just it's really tough and like there are just a number of reasons why people try these violent acts in queer spaces and exactly. it, it's just it's horrifying exactly whatever the reason it's horrifying i'm yeah. just glad that everyone's okay and and out out to shakespeare the the bartender for being able to to you know look after yeah. the patrons and in darren the bar. darling and darren darling for for protecting their their community that oh day God. somebody needs to do like a darren darling like or sorry know. it's daryl darling daryl darling Don't how get it fucking dare we how dare we um no <laughs> I, I somebody make a drink or like do like a nice tom of finland style illustration and send it to them i don't know do yeah. something nice for them yeah yeah exactly you, use your creativity and do something yeah. nice for our friend daryl today you wish on a candle and, and love that and and, and then burn it all the way down yeah love it set an exactly. intention burn the candle love it exactly Tyler. you're welcome and then i just want to thank my source thanks to queerty.com for the article florida man walks into a gay bar with a hand grenade only to be confronted by a former marine that was written by david hudson published august 18th 2022 only to be confronted by Daryl Darling. Daryl Darling. Thank Don't get it you. twisted. All right. Well, I'm going to round things out today. I got a little bit of lighter news. Although, I mean, it, it hits some serious points. You'll, you'll see what I mean. Anyway, okay. Basically, this is a news story that has, uh, pun intended, been cooking since 2020, but has recently just been seeing a moment back in the news cycle. Uh-huh. And it, it's now caught my attention. I wasn't aware of this at the time, but it's one of those things where it's so wackadoodle that I just, I can't not talk about it absolutely yeah it, this is spooky gay bullshit written in the stars and i just want to say a huge and girthy awa awa to julianne for sending this into us julianne you've nailed it this is a doozy i just want to thank you now picture it or sorry picture it akron ohio 2020 <laughs> it's the panini tensions are high of course, yes, of course. and there is an individual named Linnea Singfield, who is an Akron resident. Um, they are just finishing navigating the aisles at their local Save-A-Lot supermarket. Uh, Linnea gets home, begins cooking up the spoils of their journey through the supermarket, a turkey tail. Uh-huh. When all of a sudden, upon looking into the turkey tail frying in the pan, uh, something catches them as... Not right. And uh-huh. basically, upon further inspection, Lonnie was so horrified by what they were cooking in their pan that they didn't just call the supermarket. They weren't just like, ring, 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 hey, save a lot. They called the local police and were what? like, you got to get in on this shit. They were freaked the fuck out. Uh huh. So. What had Lania freaked out so much, you may ask? Well, according to Lania, she looked at the turkey tail that she was frying in her frying pan, and she suddenly realized that, quote, it looked a lot more like a human penis than any other kind of meat. Whoa. Unquote. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, the pandemic's gotten real wild now. We're selling human meat at the superstore. Well, enter the shock of it all, because Lania called the Summit County Police and told them in a very passionate phone call that she was convinced that she was cooking a dick, a human 
stick okay. with a mother and a family and an owner who may very well miss it very, very much. Right. In fact, she even told the um, Akron Beacon Journal in an interview, uh, quote, I hope it's not a human because then somebody is missing something that they need or somebody might be dead. I just want answers. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So now. After the call went into the police, they ended up rolling up on Lania's home. They took the offending meat away for medical testing. And after processing the alleged dick in the lab, they discovered that not only was it not a dick, but it also wasn't turkey. Oh, really? It was pork. Oh. She thought she was cooking a turkey tail, then thought it was a dick, but then found out it was pork. You know what? That's not right either. That's not, that's really not right. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't a dick. I'm glad she wasn't <laughs> frying a yeah. penis. Oh, totally. But like, if you're buying turkey, you better get turkey. You better not be getting pork. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway... Regardless, pretty fucked up. Now, the store ended up putting out the following statement, quote, At Save-A-Lot, we have had a long-held commitment to the highest standards in quality control and work in partnership with our vendors to ensure those standards are upheld. Issues of quality receive the utmost priority, and we take this matter very seriously. We can confirm that we have had no previous quality issues with this item, and we have not been contacted by the customer in question or the local authorities regarding this incident. We will will take the appropriate action at that time. So they're just like, until they reach out, we ain't doing shit. Until you ask us to verify the dick. <laughs> that's on you, Chicky. Yeah. Wow. Said, that's on you, Dicky. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Save a lot, do better. That's what I got to say. Like, no, you should be. She should have to reach out to you. Yeah. You should be out there giving that dick a smell test. You should be like, yeah, get the dick hunter on the case. Like, at least give her a gift card or something. Yeah, for real. Like, come on. You still you still lied and uh, sold her something falsely. That is true. Even though she's accusing you of selling human dicks. <laughs> Even though she's accusing you of being in the body part trade <laughs> and selling human dicks as turkey tails, but you know it's 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 all right. But listen, I mean it's not all right, but it's, it's, but it's no. okay, as Whitney would say. But it's not rest in power. It's not an unreasonable assumption. It's too wrong. We. <laughs> We know, <laughs> but there's no right. But we know that there's a history of people selling human body parts as other things. That is the tea. We know that people that that people have sold human burgers. Yeah. We we know that people have sold soap made yeah. out of other people. Like, yeah, and like, I don't know, man. People will go to great lengths to try and 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 get rid of the body. I just I, no offense to Lania. Like I um, by no means am I trying to question their intelligence or anything like that or their conviction or anything. But I just hope that they've seen better dicks than that in their life. You know what I mean? Like, if you're looking at that and you're like, that's a dick, then, you know, I just is want there, better for you. Is there a picture of the alleged dick? Well, yeah, actually, there is. Do you want to see it? I do. Yeah, I want to oh, actually yeah. see it. Oh, no, absolutely. If it looks like a dick or if, yeah, if she needs to get second. her eyes checked. Yeah, no, I can totally look this up, even though I might... Oh, my God. Oh, no, I had a typo, and now it's showing me cock rings. Oh, no. I just quickly typed in uh, Lania Turkey Tail Penis. Who is that uh, That musician who's selling, like, gold and diamond cock rings? Oh, Frank Ocean, I Frank think. Frank Ocean. They yeah. were really expensive. I know. Like, I, I know. know. Yeah. I just, you know... 
I, not that I devalue my dick in any way, but I just don't think it needs all that. I like it, but I don't need to put a ring not on it. Not that you know? I'm going to go get a cadmium filled cock ring from Claire's or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the thing. You just can't trust the metals in, you know, they, some of them are filled with cadmium. It's I'll just true. say, anyway, that's okay, the dick. This is the, that's the dick. Alleged, the quote-unquote dick. Um, Does that look like anything you've ever seen? No, it looks like the Demigordon dildo, but that's about it. The Demigussy, yeah. The Demigussy, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, the shape (laughs) of it is vaguely phallic. I get it. Vaguely. Vaguely. You know, (laughs) one could also look at it and say, that's a broadsword. But Oh, there she is holding it up. I know. So did she just like take some time to take a photo of it, like pose with it while she's well, waiting for the police? To as go. they say, <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. What yeah. a okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it all worked out in the end. I guess. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it two years later, so that's true. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Hopefully no more dicks end up in Lanny's frying pan. Fingers crossed. With that being said though, I do just want to thank the OG author of the article about this. It was Emma Parker and John James for the Daily Star. The article was called Horrified Woman Was So Sure Supermarket Meat Was Human Penis that she called the police and it was published on August 16, twenty twenty two. Oh, and again, Awa awa, Julianne. Thank you. Awa awa. Yeah, that was a great story to end on. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, kind of like reset me. <laughs> yeah, Set totally. me right. Yeah. Yes. Nothing like a dick appointment, right? That's right. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, so with that being said, do you want to round things out with a little bit of low stakes advice? Yeah, let's get into it. Cute. I mean, you didn't really have an option. It's what we do every week. But uh, if it's your first time, we always like to round things out with like five minutes of low stakes advice, where we answer low stakes questions like, should I get banged? What uh, color collar should I get my dog? Not stuff like, uh, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody but one person anymore. Who should it be? That's high stakes. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just didn't want to give an example with death in it. Not today. Not today. But anyway, the thing is, you know the drill. So you can follow us on Instagram at That's Spooky Pod every Wednesday or, or Thursday in our stories. We will put up a call for low stakes advice questions. There you can do it. Please don't send it to us in an email because we're not advice professionals or doctors or anything like that so with that being said i've got the time on the clock we have nothing but space and opportunity and uh yeah let's get into some low stakes mf advice all right all right so do you have the first question yeah so here we go uh two kids two jobs school and team mom how do i take time for myself and what should i do Ooh, okay well i mean without knowing the nuance of your schedule uh tyler do you have any suggestions i do actually so in the idea of like okay you're you have a busy schedule because you know presumably your kids have things on the go and those things are scheduled you know after school activities extracurricular activities all of those things maybe there's a class that you could take that would be something that you're interested in because if you actually have something that you have to schedule into your week you will find the time one way or another Mm -hmm. you will you know like if it's a set time and and you have to go to a place then it, it could be a way that you can make time for yourself. Yeah. If you're having a hard time giving 
time to yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, our schedule is really free form because we set our own schedule and we work from home. So things become very homogenous. And I know for me this year, having a pottery class outside of the home, that's a dedicated time slot that I have to be there for early in the morning on a Friday was really kind of gotten my ass in gear um, on, you know, uh, on a day where I usually don't have my ass in gear. Fridays are usually more laid back days for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely concur. Yeah. Uh, and and like, that way you can you can explore an interest and maybe maybe learn something new as well. Yeah. I feel like in your adult life, it, it's it's kind of a especially once you're done with school and all of that and you're just going through life. It, it's nice to have a, a class or, or something where you can learn a new skill. Yeah, totally. OK, so uh, what to draw for my next Shrinky Dink sesh? Um, okay, well, look, I recently found this tattoo artist that I really love here in Toronto that does medieval engraving style tattoos, and I actually booked an appointment with them for November, um, because their books are real full, uh, to get a, a tattoo of a harpy. Yeah. I'm so excited, like a harpy or, or a siren, I mean, depending on what mythology you're talking about but you know like the it's the face of a woman on on the body of a bird i don't know i i know it from like the tempest the shakespeare play um but yeah i i'm so into that kind of right now so maybe some sort of like mythological creature yeah or just even like look at some old etchings and, and get inspiration from those that Ooh, would be really yeah, cool too yeah beautiful and yeah plus the line drawing style of that is so it would translate really well to shrinky things i think yeah okay i'm an artist what art youtubers do you recommend okay well i mean i don't watch a ton of art youtubers although i remember drawing with jazza being a really kind of great all over channel uh -huh. and there's somebody who has a really great mind as a content creator like i saw uh my kind of biggest connection with their work is a uh, a skillshare workshop that they had actually done on like content creation and kind of creating a flow with that yeah yeah so i I'd, I'd recommend them who do you have anything tyler you're more of the the illustrator artist. yeah i mean i think it really depends on on what kind of art style you're looking for but we actually have a friend who who creates yes. art videos on youtube their name is Tina and yes. you can find them at I'm a wonder and and they post a lot of different videos draw with me videos mm. or also videos where they're uh, kind of trying out new art materials yeah. if you're really into like drawing and illustration and and also anime then definitely check out Tina's I videos I can't believe I forgot Tina's video I'm yeah, sorry get into sorry it. Tina um, yeah is there such a thing as too soon if you know uh, you actually like someone romantically oh too soon like what like too soon like to take it to the next level to get physical yeah. i guess too soon can apply to a lot of different things i mean moving in together etc yeah i mean here's the thing everybody has their own boundaries and it's important for you to know what your boundaries are and it's yeah. important for you to also know what the boundaries are of your partner and you can do that by having a conversation it, it doesn't have to be a weird thing yeah i mean maybe they're not somebody who you're in a relationship with and you can't have those kinds of conversations but basically only you can know what feels right for you and only somebody else can know what feels right for them and and maybe you're in sync and that's yeah. great yeah and, and if not you can you know have conversations about it because i'll tell you what worked for tyler and i doesn't necessarily work for everybody else i mean no. tyler and i you know like we clicked very uh, 
early on. We knew we had, um, and we ended up moving in with each other rather early on due to circumstances. So we like did a trial run essentially, yeah, and it just never stopped working. Exactly. But that is not the standard, and not everybody works that way so yeah you really just have to know what what you consider to be too soon and and like we always say if you're confessing your feelings to somebody and you don't know if they have the same feelings just prepare be prepared for them to maybe not feel the same way yeah, but also trust your gut but trust so your gut and, and exactly yeah and and if it is something you feel like acting on act on it because yeah. whatever the answer is at least you'll be able to move forward. and then you'll know okay exactly. so what theme should i do for this inktober cryptids or witches Ooh. Oh, oh, that's yeah. hard. Leave this one to Tyler. I'm going to say, I feel like I, I see people do witches a lot, and they're always so fun. You really can't go wrong, but I don't see as many cryptids, so that could be a fun niche to play into. But if you want to play into a trend, then, then witches, yeah, for sure. Maybe it. you can do half and half. Oh, yeah. Or you could do witches and their familiars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, like, don't look at me, but maybe mythological creatures, huh? <laughs> it's, it's neither it's neither of what you asked but you know it's just yeah whatever okay um should i or what should i do for my birthday i got covid before my birthday trip and had to cancel okay so i'm going to assume then that you are on the arc of getting over your covid now so you're mm -hmm. probably not going to want to go out first of all i wish you health and happiness and i hope you're doing well right now um but outside of that tyler a bath i was gonna say a bath yeah but i don't maybe that's not enough i mean it yeah it depends like are you are you at home so you're gonna be spending your birthday at home quarantined if that's the case create a Create a spa day for yourself. Hell yeah, I love a spa day. You know, like prepare ahead of time, get things delivered to your home, or maybe, you know, that can be... Ooh, that's oh, a timer. Maybe that can be a gift from your friends. They can all bring you uh, an item of relaxation and you can have a spa day. I think that's actually a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if you're stuck at home, because ultimately the fact that you had to cancel your trip, that's a bummer. And you're probably going to feel a little bummed out about that. And that's okay. Feel those feelings. Absolutely. Honestly. But yeah, just try and make... Make a lemonade out of those lemons. Yeah, do what Beyonce did, baby, and fucking make it iconic. Yeah. <laughs> lemonade, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Woo, okay, here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. Usually this would be the point where I'd be like, hey, Tyler, let's choose a question each. But we only had six questions submitted. Yeah. Because and <laughs> we were we were uh, busy tonight. We actually guested on another podcast tonight. We did. So we're a little late recording this episode. We are, yeah. It is currently 2.17 am we are about we this podcast will be up on the internet for early uh, access listeners in about 45 minutes exactly yeah so, so low stakes advice went up literally in the middle of the night yes and and those were all of the questions that we got this week yeah and it was kind of buried in our stories too and instagram algorithms are what is going on with instagram right i don't know but anyway the thing is for the first time ever we don't have more questions than we can answer so yeah. i guess this kind of evens out the scales it's true i mean everybody who who was up late with us will be happy because the questions were look answered. at that <laughs> yeah tyler and i were actually sitting here for a moment and uh like before this and we were like there's only four questions yeah, we were like two. we were like do we have to look up questions 
But like, you have to like make up questions, but no, <laughs> which we, we don't didn't. do. We um, didn't. Okay. But a good thing we're chatty Cathy's because we are. Yeah, that five minutes flew by, baby. It was actually seven. That's the contingency. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's my secret. Anyway, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. It yeah. was a treat. It was a slice. It was an absolute joy. But yeah, uh, feel free to join us next week, same time, same place. We will also be on the Secret Society this weekend with an episode of Spooky Snack. Uh, mm-hmm. that'll be hitting your feeds at some point in the next few days. Yeah, it's going to be a story from moi. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, good old spooky stories drop on Wednesdays and more of spooky gay bullshit on Fridays. That, that's the podcast, baby. The so fun don't stop. If you want to find us in the meantime, feel free to join us over in the Secret Society that doesn't suck for episodes of Spooky Snacks, live streams, the Discord, all that kind of stuff. It's at patreon.com slash that's spooky. Plus, you get the added assurance of knowing that you're helping us keep the lights on over here baby yeah, yeah. and that's pretty cool of you uh-huh. if you want to show some support in another way to the show too that's completely free you could always leave us a sweet little review and rating on whatever app you're listening to us on if you're listening to us on an app where you can't leave a sweet little review but you can leave a sweet little rating leave that five star rating because those do help but uh screenshot it send it to us with a review and we do this thing where we like to read the reviews on the main show you may have heard of it you may have not uh, but yeah, like as as a little consolation for those who can't like post their reviews, if you email it to us, we'll add you to the pool, and then we select one at random and we read it on the main show because it's fun. That's right, because it's fun and it's a thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another way that you can support the show is by joining the secret society that doesn't suck. I already said that. Oh my! I God. just told them about this. Listen, society. full full disclosure. I have a an an arm full of fresh tattoos. <laughs> And I'm sweating and I'm getting really uncomfortable. So sorry. <laughs> it's his first time and he got like five of them. I know. We had a tap out session with an artist who was offering deals on all day. And I didn't tap out. And you didn't tap out. And now you have like five fresh tattoos all on the same spot on. You're wearing a sleeve of plastic. I know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Tyler's basting in his own juices. Did so you did you talk about our social I didn't. media? I, that's okay. what I was hoping you'd bring that's up. That's great. Okay. okay. Let me tell you all okay, about then. it. Thank we're you. on Instagram. We're on Twitter and we're on on Facebook at that spooky pod and yeah yeah and that's spelled t-h-a-t-s-s-p-o-o-k-y-p-o-d which is how we spell it in our email that's spooky pod at gmail.com which you can send us your spooky gay bullshit too you can also send us your spooky stories for listener episodes which there is one coming down the pipeline uh-huh. um and oh and actually you might have already heard it because the show the release dates i'm confused it's late but the thing is uh you can send us all that in our email we also love pet photos we implore you to send them to us because they truly brighten our day yes and uh yeah it's all good now what else is there there's a website tyler i'll handle this okay great because you're (laughs) melting so that's spooky.com it's real great if you want to listen to episodes you can do it if you want to read show notes you can do it you want to learn more about us you can do it there too if you want to access the secret society or the store you can do that too hey store i mentioned the store you can go directly to the store at that spooky.com slash store and uh, basically once you go to that spooky.com slash store you can uh check out our hats that are for sale right now we got a booty ghost one we got uh 
a squonk one. Yeah, uh-huh. Squonk. That's it. Um, and then you can click the link to our Bonfire Apparel store where you can find all of our cute made-to-order apparel and merchandise. Yeah. There are many merchandisational opportunities for you at our Bonfire stores. So- As Shannon Tweed once said, the night is young and full of compensatory possibilities. Absolutely. So the links for it is all there. But yeah, that's where to find us. So we're good, baby. We're butter. <laughs> we're butter. Because butter. Is what that- was that Barbara Streisand? It's like butter. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> I love cloning my dogs. Oh, my God. It's like God. butter. <laughs> anyway, once, so. once we start doing ads again, <laughs> we know who's going to be, who's going to be, who's going to be doing it. Barbara Streisand. I said, James Brolin, get me a dog to clone. It's like butter. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> I got a mall in my basement. Anyway, so. Of butter. Um, <laughs> butter. Anyway, so with that being said, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us this week, everyone. We love you very much. Kissy kisses. And as always, if you're going to be a bitch. Be a spooky B-I-C-T-H. In butter. that order. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, in that order. Bye. 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 Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Spooky early and ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com/slash survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.